This is the Carindale Salvos podcast. No matter uh, how you think about in your own mind, in your own space, how God handles the prayers of the world, um, whether, you, whether you believe in and have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus, or whether you don't, um, maybe you've asked yourself the question, why isn't God answering my prayer? You pray a prayer, and nothing happens. Nothing changes. Your, your sick friend doesn't get better. That difficult situation that you find yourself in the middle of is still unresolved. You're still confused about the direction that your life is going in. And so often we can be left with that feeling of, well, what's, what's the point? Where are the answers? Is God really listening? Well, the short answer is yes, He is. He is listening. The long answer, well, let's get into it by turning back to James together. Chapter 5, if you'd like to turn there with me to follow. And I want to begin this morning by just saying that prayer is absolutely the most incredible thing in the universe. And that's because it's the way in which we communicate with God, the God who created us and, well, created everything. In no other religion on the face of this earth do people have direct access with their God like Christians do with our God. In relationship with God through Jesus, His power is available to us. So how do we encourage that power to show up in our lives from day to day? How do we see the power of God in, unleashed in us? Well, the Word tells us this morning that the power of God is unleashed through the prayers of a righteous heart. That is, a heart that is right before God. Now, this righteousness has absolutely nothing to do with us and our moral character and absolutely everything to do with God and the position that He bestows upon those who are in relationship with Him. Holiness is a state of character. Righteousness is a state of position. So just in case you were getting those two mixed up in your mind, holiness a state of character, righteousness, a state of position. Because you see, through the death and the resurrection of His Son, Jesus, God has provided us with the opportunity to be in relationship with Him. It's our acceptance of this gift and belief in the work of God through Jesus that's the basis of our righteousness. We are righteous because God has made it so. In the passage that we read earlier, the second half of verse 16 says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. 
Now, it's one of those statements where the opposite must also be true. So if the prayers of a person who is in right standing or right relationship with God are powerful and effective, then the prayers then of a person who is not in right standing or not in right relationship with God are not powerful and effective. Makes sense, right? It's a hard truth that if we are willingly harboring sin in our lives that we refuse to give up, if we are doing things that we should not be doing and we are disobeying God, the God who created us, the God who loves us, the God who wants relationship with us, we need to know that living in that way is hindering the effectiveness of our prayers. God cannot answer our prayers if we have sins in our lives that are unconfessed or if we are hanging on to these cherished sins. In Psalm 66 and 18, King David wrote, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Living with cherished sin blocks up our lines of communication. They get in the way of our ability to be heard by God. It has nothing to do with us being perfect and never ever messing up or stuffing up. We know we're going to do that. It happens from time to time. But it has everything to do with living a life where sin is always in front of us, always before us, so that with God's help, we can continue to push it aside and move onward and upward. King David comes to mind when I think about this. And King David is, is one that I think we can all relate to in the Bible. And that's not because he was a king, because not many of us here are kings, I don't think. But we can relate to him because he messed up. He messed up over and over. And we mess up, don't we? We mess things up. We may not have messed up as seriously as he did, or we may have in some cases. Who knows? But we can relate to him, because at the same time as him messing up, he was a God after, he was a man, rather, after God's own heart. He was a righteous man, even though he messed up. In Psalm 51, famously, you can, you can probably read the words to me without looking at anything. David said to God, for I know my transgressions, I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned, done what is evil in your sight, and you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. And he goes on to say in verse 10 to 12, create in me a pure heart, O God, just like the song says, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of your salvation." the joy of your righteousness, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. This is what righteousness looks like, what it looks like to be right before God. It's not about perfection, and it takes a lot of honesty, and it takes a lot of vulnerability, even, God, even though God knows everything about us anyway. There's something to be said about vulnerability before God and honesty before God. And it takes a lot of self-examination and it takes a lot of self-reflection. It takes a lot of looking inside and asking questions. 
It takes a willingness to let God continue the work that he has begun in us. Now, before we draw to a close this morning, I want to talk about one more thing. I want to I want to talk about the fact that it's important for us to remember that it also helps for us to be honest and vulnerable with each other as God's people. The first half of verse 16 in our passage, no coincidence, says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. There's really this additional communal reality here in this text, and I believe there's a great power that is unleashed in the vulnerability that comes with helping each other live in a right relationship with God. We don't have to do it on our own. We don't have to figure that out. It's a sleeping giant in the wider church today, and perhaps the key to taking power to taking prayer rather to the next level. Being vulnerable with each other, not an easy thing to do. But when we when we connect with each other, when we, when we confess to each other so that we can help each other, that's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. Look, the, the fact of the matter is that the power of God is unleashed through a life of prayer that's fueled by a right relationship with God. When we find ourselves in that, in that sweet, sweet spot, the power of our prayer is unstoppable. And if we're right with God, that's when we see the most evidence of his power working in our lives, the power to change our lives, but not only that, to change the lives of others and to change situations, to change the world, to become a better place. So when we ask ourselves, why don't my prayers result in effective change, we ought to first ask ourselves, am I in right relationship with God? Am I allowing God to continue to make his redemptive work evident in my life? Am I allowing God's gift of righteousness to, to reign in and direct my everyday living? This is the space where the power of God is unleashed. And our prayer begins to make a difference to the people and the world around us. You've been listening to the Carindale Salvos podcast. If you'd like to discover more or get in touch with us, visit us at salvos.org.au forward slash Carindale or head to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Carindale Salvos. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends about it. You can find the podcast on our website or wherever you get your podcasts.